Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The game is over. But we are just getting started. So this is the thanks I get for working overtime. Overtime! Welcome to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles. 95.7 The Game. That was pathetic. I'm here with all the injuries and the whole backup defensive line. And then Traverius Ward goes out. I'm, I hear it. I'm aware of it, but the effort, the 49ers put together today in Atlanta Mm -hmm. looked like a team disinterested in playing in Atlanta from the jump. They got railroaded on the first drive. They go fumble return for a touchdown. They respond. They come back and tie it. But after the Falcons made it 21-14, the Niners never looked interested in the game again, particularly defensively. And, Alan, that's my biggest issue, is not the lack of talent. It's mm. not that, yeah, they got beat. They looked like they were sloppy. They had dropped passes. They had missed tackles. They got dominated in the trenches on both sides. Just an ugly, ugly game. I think it was almost as if, Obviously, we knew that going into the game, there were a ton of injuries and things like that. But it's almost as if they were a bit surprised. I mean, we talked about Mariota and how he's turning back the clock with the option. And they kind of got punched in the mouth a little bit. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't the big runs per se. It was four yards here, five yards here. And then all of a sudden, he he was perfect. Marcus Mariota was perfect throwing the football until 10.52 in the fourth quarter. I mean, now he wasn't throwing the ball all around the yard, but that can't happen. It just can't happen. It, It feels like, or it felt like, all right, not, not necessarily that we're going to roll the ball out. We're better than you, but it, in some type of alternate version of that, we know we don't have our guys. We still think we can beat you. Oh, you're actually here to play? I mean, I knew that this Falcons team would be, the word I kept using was pesky. Sure. But at the same time, we've seen them do this. I mean, they almost they almost beat the Bucks last week. Now, whether the Bucks are good or not, we're still trying to figure all that out. Sure. <laughs> but they're not a team that's just going to roll over. And I don't know if the Niners expected them to. I don't know what they thought, but they did not come to play. The silver lining for me in this is that it feels like the 49ers every year have one or two games. And I think every team probably does. Mm -hmm. One or two games where you just kind of leave the game and like, what the hell was that? And they had a couple of them, especially early last year. But this one's particularly damaging to me because now they fall to three and three. The score is 28-14. The Falcons just running out the clock. But this is damaging because now the Niners go to three and three. They have the Chiefs next week. Then they go on the road to the Rams. Then they have the bye week. Then they have the Chargers. Like, this doesn't get easier. No. And you keep thinking, hey, they're going to get healthier, right? But they don't. 
they haven't been getting healthier. And if not, it's gotten worse. Mike McGlinchey went down today. Traverius Ward went down today. Samson Ebukam was in and out of the game. It was just a war of attrition coming in. And it's just gotten worse for San Francisco. Yeah, and, and we can continue to say, all right, look around at the NFC. The, the Packers, I, they're getting blown out by the Jets. The Bucks are struggling too. So we'll, we'll find out tonight if the Eagles or the Cowboys, who's the real deal there. So the light at the end of the tunnel is that the NFC is a mess. It's a complete mess. Sure. But at the same time, you look at this 3-3, three and three, you cannot continue to lose games that you should win. They were plus 5.5 today, and I know mm-hmm. the world doesn't revolve around Vegas, but Vegas, most of the time, they have a good idea of right. these things. You, you you lose to the Bears. That was back with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Game you should have won. You lose to the Broncos. Another game you should have won. Now you lose this game as well. You, we can sit here and say, yeah, the NFC is bad and there's everyone's still trying to figure it out, but you can't keep losing games that you're supposed to win. I'll say this for this game specifically. I don't think the Niners should have won this game. They got dominated. Well, they yeah, got their I, mean, I guess I mean kicked. before the game yeah, no, started. No, 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 totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. It's just like, just thinking back to the Bears game, it's like, man, they, there were opportunities. But the, the Broncos game, certainly. Mm-hmm. But this game, there was never a point where I was like, oh, the Niners should win this. Right, right. They got punched in the mouth. And you hope that that's a wake-up call going into the toughest stretch of the season. But when you look at their injury issues... That's going to continue to be a problem. That's why you can't. It's hard to point at it and say, "Well, if just just look at how many players are out." Okay, I will, and I'm going to look at it again next week. That's the and very problem. likely the week after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the problem. We can sit here and say, "Well, they're going to get healthy," but can we say that? Well, can we I, even say that? But let's okay. But but maybe. But here's the bit. Here's the even larger issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, t- t- so they had some players out. Fred Warner was terrible today. Yeah. Fred Warner was not good. When you have most of your starting defensive line out, you need your star all-pro middle linebacker to step up. He didn't. He was confused, all, going the wrong way, missing tackles, just an uncharacteristically bad Fred Warner game. You have the drop by Ray Ray McLeod on a deep shot from, from Jimmy Garoppolo. You have a drop from Charlie Warner on a deep shot from Jimmy Garoppolo. They connect on one uh, Late in the game, they when they're trying to go down, it's two scores. They have the ball with like they got it with like ten minutes left, and they need to go ninety nine yards. Right. He connects on a deep shot with Ayuk, called back for holding. It was just mistake after mistake after mistake, and then you compound that on top of they're hurt. They needed to play. Here's why. Here's where the injuries matter. They're hurt. They needed to play a perfect football game. They needed to be as good as they've been all year, and they were arguably. As bad as they've been all year, and that's before you get to the injured guys. And let's not forget the Jeff Wilson Jr. fumble to, to kind of kick this thing off right after the Falcons come down, punch him in the mouth. You're thinking, okay, right, opening drive. You're getting used to Mariota. We get all that. Then, all right, Niners, your your turn now. Mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson fumbles. Right. So, so even just to start out, that got everything moving in the wrong direction, and now you're playing from behind. And one thing that we've always known about this Niner team, they want it, it was a it wasn't a complete mirror job today, but in some ways, you saw what Kyle Shanahan likes to do a lot. Let's control the football. Let's run the football. We don't necessarily need the the big yards, the big electric plays that are going to get you 20, 20, 
25 yards. We're just going to chip away, chip away, chip away. Once they got down so early, the Falcons were able to get into that position. And yeah, let's throw it back. 2011 was a great year for a lot of people, specifically Marcus Mariota. He goes out. I I think he might have had an Oregon jersey underneath his Falcons jersey because that's how he was playing. And And the Niners, they just had no way to stop him. No way to stop him. The Falcons had the ball for 33 minutes. The Niners for 26. The Falcons were 9 for 14 on third downs and 3 for 3 in the red zone. And to your point, they had a 37-yard completion to Alameda Zacchaeus in the first quarter on their first drive. Mm -hmm. That was their longest play of the day. They had a 20-yard catch by Drake London. Other than that, their completions, their longest completions, 7, 8, 2, and 2, were the other longest completions for each of their players. Um, Longest rush belonged to Marcus Mariota was 20 yards. Like you said, it was just a just a methodical thumping. Yeah. Play after play, five yards here, six yards there. Oh, there's 20. Three, five, third and two. Oh, here's three on third and two. And they just didn't. And that's where that's where I think you go, okay, Eric Armstead out, Javon Kinlaw out, Nick Bosa out. That's where that matters. Yes. But all the other stuff, all the other stuff that went wrong for them today, particularly offensively, you talk about... Jimmy Garoppolo, two interceptions. The one was at the end of the half. He forced one into Debo Samuel. But the other one was just not was not good. He tried to force it into Debo, gets tipped in the air and intercepted. They have the fumble by Jeff Wilson. They have the drops we talked about. They had some shoddy offensive line play. Yeah. Uh, with a couple of bad penalties down the stretch, especially. And it's like, this is just, this is, this is what happens. The, the Niners ran it 16 times for 50 yards with a long of nine on a run game that's built around explosive plays. So I'm not I'm not I'm not ready to say, oh, this is who the Niners are now. But you would have felt a lot better about this team and their trajectory, especially since they beat the Rams, they kicked the crap out of the Panthers. It's like, cool. Stayed on the East Coast. They've been really good on the second game of these East Coast games. Go get a dub in Atlanta, even if it might be tough, and you're four and two going into the Chiefs game. Now yeah. you need to split Chiefs and Rams to go five and three into the bye. You have to you have to and I know the the play calling, I, I don't think it was I don't think it was bad per se, right? You the players have to make plays. Canahan, offensively, I felt like this team was in a position to, to hang around and to win this football game. You had just swings where, like you said, the penalties, all right, now the Ayuk one comes back. You had the drops. I mean, I mean, we're calling that one to Ray Ray McLeod. It was a drop. I don't think it touched his hand. It was a whiff. It just went right through his hands. And the problem is, this is not, this has nothing to do. We are not getting on Jimmy Garoppolo in that way. But the problem is this. Those types of deep shots, when G puts it on the money like yep. that, you cannot whiff on those because it's not like you're going to have 10 more opportunities like that. So when you don't and when you miss, it hurts even more. And every and let's be honest, everybody that's watching that football game, whether you're in the football game or just a fan, everybody knew it. Everybody knew yep. it. Man, so you had two deep shots, the two deep shots that didn't end up working out. That one where, where McLeod just whiffed on it. Then you have the holding the holding call on the Ayuk one. That that's Jimmy at his that's Jimmy doing what he's supposed to do. So now you take those away and you know at some point you're going to get that Jimmy pick. So now you compound all these things on top of each other. It's just not winning football. Yeah. And, and and I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to get worried about just the injuries and all these things as well. 
Let's talk about Kyle Shanahan on the other side. 888-957-9570. That's the Xfinity Mobile text line. You can get in there. You can get in the YouTube chat. Get on the Twitch chat. We're hanging out there. And, of course, you can give us a call. 888-957-9570. Let's talk about Kyle Shanahan, particularly his play calling late in the game, because I can't decide if this was... If this was a good or bad Kyle Shanahan, Dan, I'll explain on the other side. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Styles. This is Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Styles on 95.7 The Game. Check out this stat as we wrap up a 28-14 49ers loss in Atlanta. Connor Jr., I see on the lines. We will get to you for sure. Check out this stat. Since Kyle Shanahan took over, and this is from Alex Simon, um, who works at the Mercury News. Since Kyle Shanahan took over as head coach in 2017, the 49ers have been trailing by seven or more points entering the fourth quarter 24 times. They've won zero times in those instances. Wow. The largest after three quarters deficit they overcame was four points in 2019 against the Rams. It's not good. Yikes. It's not good. So I'm interested when you see that. What? People complain about Kyle Shanahan a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think some of it deserved, some of it not. Today, that drive where they got the ball in the one with 10 and a half minutes left. And took more than seven minutes just to get into the red zone. Yeah. That's on the coaching staff to me. That's a lack of urgency. I don't want to call it. I don't. There were a couple questionable play calls for sure. But like they took the shot to Ayuk that was complete. And then the holding call on Jake Brendel, even though he didn't hold, he just got railroaded (laughs) and the defender tripped on him. But I'm struggling here because like I see that stat and it's I would have to go through and watch like do they. And it says since he took over in 2017. So there's some of those where they were probably just getting blown out. But games like today where they're moving the ball early in the fourth quarter. They had the ball when the third quarter ended. And then uh, we had a Jimmy Garoppolo interception. Right. It's like, man. But then they get a stop. Punter Bradley Pinion, Niners legend, lands it at the one. They got to go 99 yards. It's like this is why you have Kyle Shanahan, right? It is, or it's supposed to be, but again, I, I'm i going to use this term because sometimes I, I do think it fits. That offense and the offensive genius that we talk about with Kyle Shanahan, it's kind of front runner. It's kind of front runner. When everything is rolling and everything is going well, it looks great. But when you have to come from behind in these situations, sometimes it looks a bit limited, and it's almost as if, he has too much going on in his brain that he doesn't necessarily know right. which direction to go into. I, I think that's part of it as well. It's extremely hard to call plays and be a head coach. Right. He delegates the entire, and maybe this is where the issue is. He delegates all of the defense to the defensive coordinator. I'm sure he's in. He's involved in some minor way, but it's mostly like, hey, D'Amico, you got this. I'm going to go over here and coach the offense. Well, not today he didn't. Yeah, just tough. But, um, but I I think there's something to what you said where 
He's worrying about setting up play calls and, okay, this play call, what did the defense do with this action? Okay, they did this, so let's get Debo. And there's times I'll go to him on the sideline during games and he's like looking at the iPad and like, there's no way that you can also retain the game scenario in your head. Right. So he's not going to delegate play calling. Okay. We're agreeing in yes. agreement there. Yes. Kyle Shannon's not going to do that. Yes. And I don't think I want him to do that. But what I want him to do is delegate timeouts and urgency to someone else. Mm-hmm. Pay a coach 80 grand, 100 grand. I don't know. I don't know how much coaches make. Pay a person to sit there on Sundays in your headset and go, hey, uh, green light, like have an urgency scale. Yeah. Hey, green light. Uh, hey, timeout here. Hey, go for it on this fourth down. Like somebody that a game management specialist that's just in his ear that he just listens to. Mm. Like, okay, great. Thanks. Because I don't think he's capable of being a game manager and a play caller. I don't know if anyone is. But with that many people, uh, that the co- the amount of coaches that they already have, I just don't understand. Do you think it's too much of Kyle Shanahan is just it's his world and we're just living in it? And if he's not no, he doesn't feel like we need to get get going here, then we just don't feel like it either. You can't tell me that everybody on the sidelines or up in the booth as well. You can't tell me there's nobody already there that wasn't thinking what we're thinking when we're watching it right here. I mean, you might want to put some hustle in your muscle or something. Get going a little bit. And I got it a little bit early in the drive. And I know you need to score twice, so you're just trying to score. But I got it a little bit where, like, you have three timeouts. You know, if you get a stop, you want to give yourself a little time to score. Yeah. But, like I said, it took they were, like, 316 when they first got into the red zone. It was, like, more than seven minutes. It, it's... It That's was too much. It was just too much. And I'll do you one better, Kyle. What have we seen from Jimmy Garoppolo? A lot. No, this wasn't a two-minute drill. But Jimmy Garoppolo can be a bad boy in the two-minute drill. Yeah. You know why? I- I'm not sure if you can quantify it, but a lot of it is Jimmy is another guy who I know he he lets things roll off his back like a duck and things like that, but he doesn't have to think as much in those two-minute drills. So why don't you accelerate that process Act as if it is a two-minute drill because you do have to score twice and get Jimmy in those quick hitters right here, right here, right here, yeah. and see what happens. That's where he's best. We're not we're not supposed to just be a Sunday stroll up and down. We're good. I mean, we said a joke while we were watching it. It was as if the Niners were up 14 at one point. Yeah. We had to double-check the score. Mm-hmm. They, they, they didn't play poorly. This was not a game where it's like, man, the offense just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. But when you factor in, they scored two touchdowns. They went down 14 nothing, and all credit. They go down 14, bang, answer with a score. Get a stop. Answer with another score. All right, new game. But then they just never regained control of it offensively. And I want to go back to the miscues. And Cam, if we have that sound ready, it started on their second drive with Jeff Wilson Jr.'s fumble. And up the middle. It's going to be close for Jeff Wilson. Ball came out. Oh, it's picked up by Terrell. And it is. Touchdown. A scoop and score. A.J. Terrell. And it was poked out by Troy Anderson. 
it's Noah Eagle on CBS. Sounds exactly like his dad, Ian Eagle. Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. That's weird. <laughs> Anyways, that was the first mistake. And that's the kind of mistake that when that happened, and you talk about it, Falcons going to be scrappy. I thought Falcons plus five and a half was the lock of the century going into this one. Niners yes. might win, but I think it's going to be tight. Jeff Wilson Jr. fumbles that ball. He gets taken back for six. And it's like, how many times have we seen with the 49ers this year, one turnover, that could be it. We've seen a good it bit. A lot. A good bit. <laughs> We've seen it a lot. The the second miscue, okay, so like I said, they overcome it. They're down 21 to 14. And early in the third quarter, Jimmy Garoppolo takes this shot to Ray Ray McLeod. Garoppolo on play action. Wants to take the shot down the middle of the field. Looking for McLeod. And he dropped it. He had a little separation. And it's third and ten. He got it. And Jimmy Garoppolo makes a great throw down the middle of the football field. And it's Ray Ray just putting on the burners right there. Getting beyond the safety. Jimmy Garoppolo puts that in a perfect place. I mean, perf you can't run down there and set it in the hands of the receiver any better. And, you know, you look at this game of inches. I mean, that's just off the fingertips of Ray Ray McLeod. And you pointed out earlier, and, and thanks to Mark Schlereth and Noah Eagle again from CBS for that sound. You pointed out earlier, I don't even know if he got fingertips on it. I, I think it just went through his hands. Right. It, it looked like he just, I don't know if he took his eyes off of it. He just whiffed. It was just a whiff. And, and so there's two good things from that play. One, Ray Ray McLeod got open. Mm -hmm. That's part of, in, in training camp especially, that was like, hey, felt like every day there was, hey, two deep completions to Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod impacted the offense. and So he gets open. He runs a good route. He gets inside the corner and behind the safety. And like Shalera said, Garoppolo couldn't have set the ball down there better. Yeah. Like, that's a play your receiver has to make. And that's why Garoppolo, two picks today, I thought he was good. 29 to 41, 296, couple touchdowns, couple picks. The one, like I said, was a heave at the end of a half. I, I, the playmakers have to help a little bit. And it's got to be a non-Debo, non-Iuk, non-Kittle playmaker. Right. And then when it and when it goes to them and they don't make plays, then the fans come out, well, why aren't you going to Debo? You can't throw it to them every single time. These guys are all getting paid. They're all professionals. you got to make plays. McLeod, this is what we've seen in the past with him on other teams. And that's one target for Ray McLeod. That was his only target. Yes. Brandon Ayuk, 11. George Kittle, 10. Debo Samuel, 10. They tried to get the ball to their playmakers, but every once in a while, you got to get those other guys involved. That was a shot play from McLeod. That goes, and, and here's the issue. That was on a second and 10. That's maybe a touchdown at best. At worst, if he catches it, you have a huge gain, a 50-plus yard gain, and you're in the red zone. And you're only down a touchdown at that point. Yeah. But instead, now it's third and 10. They're backed up. They end up punting. And then the Falcons go down and score. That's game-changing. But then the Niners come back. And they take another deep shot this time to Charlie Werner. Not to mention missing six defensive starters, but Garoppolo takes the shot, and he put it perfectly. It was Charlie Werner who had a little separation but couldn't reel it in. Richie Grant in coverage. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that is, that's two big drops over the middle on two potential big plays, maybe even touchdown-type plays that they have dropped so far in this alone. I don't know that anybody was going to catch Charlie Warner. And again, Eagle and Schlereth from CBS with the with the audio. I don't know if anybody was going to catch him. And again, even if they don't, that's a huge gain. And that came on a second and six. Yeah. And now you have a third and six. So I talked about it last week. Garoppolo did a great job against Carolina of turning negative plays into positive ones. He was five for nine for 80 yards under pressure with a touchdown. 
And it was like, man, if they are going to eliminate those negative plays, two or three negative plays a game and turn them into go from sack to 15-yard pickup, like that 25 yards is huge. Yeah. That difference. Well, today the opposite happened. They took big plays and turned them into negative ones. Mm -hmm. And that's unacceptable. And that's not on the coaching staff. That's not on Jimmy Garoppolo. That is solely on Ray Ray McLeod and Charlie Werner. And you just said it. You can get on them for targeting those guys, but one target for each of those guys is totally acceptable. They have to make a play. You you have to be able to make a play. And that's the thing. When we talk about Kyle Shanahan as a genius, that's part of it. That's part of it. Kyle Shanahan, it, it doesn't take a genius to say, get Debo the football. It doesn't take a genius to say, get Brandon Ayuk the football or George Kittle, your main playmakers. Part of being that offensive genius is nobody's looking for Werner right there. So you can you can sneak up on some people. Nobody is thinking that Jimmy's going to take that deep shot to Raven McLeod. You can sneak up mm-hmm. and do some things. So that is part of the genius. So we can't get mad when those things don't work out because that's all part of it. You just going to your 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 normal guys over and over again. That's not necessarily any anybody could do that, right? So that yeah. all comes with it. You have to trust that your playmakers are going to be able to make plays. I, I mean, I guess one thing that we can get into a little bit later too, Kyle is. How much credit should we give the Falcons? I feel like we should give them a good bit of credit. Yes, they punched the 49ers in the jaw mm-hmm. repeatedly, and the Niners had no answer. This is they did the Falcons did to the 49ers what we saw the 49ers do to the Rams twice last year. Yes, just like hey, you might be the more ta- the the quote unquote better team, although I think that's arguable. But I don't want to get into the semantics. You might be a better team, but we're going to punch you in the mouth and play a style of football you can't keep up with. The Falcons beat the Niners at their own game today. They did. It was a mirror game for 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 the Niners. And when it comes to the Falcons, we've seen, I mean, they were a weird holding penalty or, or roughing the passer penalty away from possibly beating the Bucks last last weekend. So maybe the, Pal- the Falcons are more of the real deal than we think. Like we've talked about, the NFC is a mess. So it's not, we, we know we were out here mm-hmm. last season, three and five. So the Niners have been here, mm-hmm. but you have a gauntlet coming up. You cannot continue to drop football games where maybe once you got on the field, you weren't the better team, but on paper, I mean, it's not even about the win. As you said in the first segment, where is the effort? You just look like you didn't feel like playing. You look like you wanted to come home early. And maybe you should have because you basically didn't show up. And then you waste a great game from Brandon Ayuk. How many press conferences has Jimmy and Kyle Shanahan had to do talking about, oh, we got to get the ball to Brandon Ayuk more. We know he was a stud coming out of training camp. He has an um, outstanding game all derailed for no reason. That first game of the season, Hufunga, great game, derailed. You can't keep wasting these outstanding efforts from players because you can't figure it out in other phases of the game. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk, 8 for 83 and two touchdowns. George Kittle, 8 for 83. And Debo Samuel, 7 for 79. Like, you look at those receiving numbers and you think it's going to be a huge day offensively. Mm -hmm. And it would have been had they not fumbled and those two plays that that we we just listened to the the two drops had those not happened but there's one final miscue late in this game early fourth quarter Niners driving and we're still like I said they had the ball at the at the at the end of the third quarter and we're thinking okay early fourth quarter you get a touchdown here you get a stop you're gonna have plenty of time to tie this game you might get a chance to win this game in regulation but then uh, Jimmy happened now play action Garoppolo dangerous throw intercepted picked up by Hawkins Second pick 
of the day for Garoppolo. And off the tip, it's Hawkins who hauls it in. And that's the interception. Again, this is not a Jimmy Garoppolo bash session. No. He was good today. I want it abundantly clear. Garoppolo is good today. Sometimes mistakes happen. That was a mistake. And it, the, the maddening thing about it, and the only reason I even bring it up, is because it's the same play every time. Yes. It is big spot that was second and seven. They're driving. They need a big play. He tries to force one into a well-covered Debo Samuel. Safety dr- or corner drives on the throw, tips the ball in the air, safety intercepts it, going the other way. I feel like we've seen it time and time again. And again, he was good. He was he was good today. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the reason they lost. No. But when you're stacking up miscues offensively, it's like that was absolutely one in a huge spot. He reverted back to mm, the Jimmy O no throw. And that and it comes when all right now we're down we got to get the ball to Debo because that's essentially the number one way we have to win football games and that's we get it that's the recipe that has worked in the past so we're always gonna go to that I think the problem and while it's not Jimmy's fault at all and we know he put it on on both of those deep throws that were dropped the problem is. Jimmy is not the guy where you can overcome that because yes. you're still going to get that interception. So that is what makes these the, the drop passes hurt even more because you know you're probably going to have a Jimmy O no throw at some mm-hmm. point. We don't know when it's going to happen, and you hope that it happens after the team is already up. But now you're down. You've dropped two plays that could have potentially changed the game. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay, let's just pile on. Here's the Jimmy O no throw. So it's not that it's anything – against Jimmy because again mistakes happen mm-hmm. but at the same time you 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 compound that with everything else that's going on and then you have that as well that's what makes this tough he's not going to he's not the guy that's going to help you overcome these things right and that's that's kind of one of the one of the bigger problems overall but today uh, I, I, I don't think he was a problem. Let's get to some of these calls. 888-957-9570 if you want to join the show. Want to hear from 49ers fans after a 28-14 loss to the Falcons. Let's get to Connor in Richmond. He wants to bring up some of those injury problems. Connor, what's going on? Hey, Kyle. Hey, Alan. Here's my point. Um, I do think it's time that we push the conversation forward around injuries. The fans have seen this same issue plague us for long enough. But I think it's fair to ask what's going on with our training and medical staff. Like, look, I know the team's identity is yards after catch and running the ball and being a tough, tough team. I also know George Kittle is out there as a player advocate, chalking a lot of these injuries up to playing on AstroTurf. But our franchise got a new medical team in early 2019 that was Mm -hmm. supposed to address this issue to some extent. And I think it's been long enough to ask whether the right people are making key decisions to keep us healthy. I don't know who that's a question for, whether it's John Lynch or, you know, going all the way to the top. But I'm really looking forward to seeing some journalism around that just to see if we can get to the bottom of of why it is that we are supposedly snake bitten. Thanks so much, guys. Cool. Thanks, Connor. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. This came up last year. Mm-hmm. And Ben Peterson's the guy who oversees because what the 49ers did in 2019 was they took their training staff and they took their um, what's the word I'm looking for like health and health uh, strength strength and conditioning staff mm-hmm. and combined them. So they married the weightlifting conditioning aspect with the doctor aspect, the trainer aspect, basically. Right. And they have one guy who oversees this whole thing. And they did this in 2019 after injury problems in 2017 and 2018. And then they had injury problems in 2019 and in 2020 
and in 2021, and now maybe worst of all this year. And when Kyle Shanahan got asked about it last year, addressing it with the coaching staff or, or, or addressing the training staff, he basically shut that down entirely, which is, I think, what he's, he's not going to mid-season right. call out the training staff. Yeah, and it's hard to quantify because right. it is football. That That's the problem. But when you look at what we're seeing, mm-hmm. I don't think it's normal anymore. I, to the caller's point, I don't think we can continue to say that this is normal, right? It's definitely not. Week one, Mitchell's out. Week two, Trey Lance goes down. Week three, Trent Williams goes down. Week four, Armstead and Kinlaw. Mm-hmm. Week five, Boza and Mosley and Jimmy Ward. And Robbie mm-hmm. Gold, obviously, he came back and played today. I mean, at some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, this is just not normal. I don't even know how to explain what it is. I, I don't know if it's I, I don't know if it's the training staff. I don't know if it's the type of players that they're bringing on to the roster. I have no clue. But what I do know is, yes, it's football, but this is starting to go into the realm of something else. Yes, I agree. And whether and again, I, I don't I'm not in the building. I don't talk to doctors. I am right. not a doctor. So I don't, but to your point, if somebody said, what's the solution? I don't know. I don't have any solutions to offer. Knows. But like Connor said, like you've said, there's a, there's a problem here, which means there is a solution here. What that solution is, I don't know if they got to change practice habits. I don't know if they got to change their offensive and defensive styles. I don't know if they need a new training staff. I, I couldn't tell you. But like Jimmy Ward breaking his hand, football. Yes. Football injury. Um, Nick Bosa having a groin thing before week five and then playing on it and then getting taken out of the game in week five and then not playing in week six. That to me could be a training staff issue. All the setbacks they have from soft tissue injuries. That's where I kind of look at the trainers. But I don't know. I, I genuinely don't have... A good solution but it, it's the question was how many injuries can the 49ers sustain how many hits can they take and be competitive yeah we found the limit we're, yeah we're gonna find we found out it. yeah we the are limit, fighting the limit is now. here <laughs> the limit does exist and it's here it's three starting defensive linemen both starting cornerbacks a starting free safety a starting running back um a starting left tackle your starting right tackle your, first your starting quarterback, quarterback. Yeah. Um, it's they're, They were lucky to have Jimmy Garoppolo, so it's not as if they lost their starting quarterback, but they did. Like, it's an empirical fact. Their QB1 got hurt. They just have a good QB2 who can Precisely. win for them. So the 49ers fall to 3-3. Three and three. Junior OG, I see on the line, will get to you on the other side. What do you do about the 49ers injury problem, and how big of a deal is it? I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Stiles. Let's talk about this 49ers loss on the other side. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to Overtime with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, hate it or love it, the underdog Falcons did come out on top today, 28-14, against the San Francisco 49ers. And just a, man, just a bad game for San Francisco. All around. Just Is this a burn the taper? Are you doing that? Are we doing that? Hmm. Is this a burn the taper? A lot taper? of injuries. Yeah. Had to stay on the East yeah. Coast. You know no, it's not, because you need to figure <laughs> out what the hell Marcus Mariota was doing to you. Because if you get into the playoffs mm. and you're facing the Giants or the Cowboys or the Eagles, just just the NFC East, yeah. and let's say they get to the Super Bowl, well, you're going to face Kyler twice still. Let's say you get to the Super Bowl, you might see Josh Allen, you might see Patrick Mahomes, you might see Lamar Jackson, and they're going to turn on what the Falcons did today. And they're going to go, let's try that. Yeah, they're going to say barbecue chicken is what they're going to say because we're going to cook you. And I think it looks, and and let it be said, I think this game looks different if the Niners are healthy, specifically on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Herb Edwards said this to me, said not to me, but said this on, on this show, and it's always stuck with me or on this station. He said, when you have your backups in, it's okay for 12 to 15 plays. But when those backups start playing 40, 50, 60 snaps. That's when over the course of those snaps, they're going to look like backups. Mm. And I think that's just kind of what we saw today. Yeah. Over the course of a full game, it wasn't, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like the Falcons ripping off huge plays, but it's just like, man, Hassan Ridgeway getting pushed around a little bit. Kevin Givens getting pushed around a little bit, maybe in ways that Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead aren't. And that's not a full game thing, but the difference in, in, in these games and football games, and everybody listening knows this, the difference is like five plays, maybe fewer. And if the Niners come up with, uh, what was what were Atlanta's third down stats here? Nine for, nine for 14. If the Niners get two third down stops there and seven for 14 instead, maybe this game goes different. Well, you, well and that's a good point because they were nine for 14, but... A lot of those stops that the Niners got, that was after the Falcons were already up mm-hmm. two tutties yep. towards the end of the game. So, it, sure, you needed it, but you really needed it at the beginning because at one point they were six for, six for seven, six for eight. So you needed those stops earlier in the game. You got them later, but the Falcons are also trying to play a bit safer as well. Overall, I don't feel worse about the 49ers right now from a team standpoint. Like, the injuries are obviously bad. Kyle Shanahan... Uh, talking with the media after the game, said there's a chance Trent Williams comes back for the Chiefs game, and there's a chance Nick Bosa comes back for the Chiefs game. So that'll be worth monitoring this week. But 
I, I think outside of the injuries, I still feel mostly good about the 49ers. Yeah. And, and again, you got to give the Falcons some credit. Totally. Maybe, maybe everyone thought uh, Mariota's just going there to, I don't know, rejuvenate his career and they can be a. They're really just in a position to get Desmond Ritter ready, but maybe the Falcons. I mean, if you look at all of their games, they've been in every game mm-hmm. that they've played. Right? Eleven, eleven points combined. Or uh, their three losses were by eleven points combined. So it, it's not as if these guys are. May, maybe we just undersold them because you look at the the AFC South or the and, and all right, we, we don't really know the NFC South, and we we don't really know or really care what they're going to do. The Niners, they can take care of business, but I, I think when you look at the injuries and when you look at where this team currently is, I might burn the tape. I hear what you're saying in terms of in terms of the quarterback play. We mm-hmm. already know Kyler Murray, the, the Niners don't love playing Kyler Murray. They we sure already don't. know. So they're going to have to figure these things out because uh, you, you got Mahomes next. The, this game to next week, two polar opposites because this is another one where the Niners go out and they just get, let's say, they just get housed by the Chiefs, right? And, and, and it's on the table. It's on. It's on the <laughs> table. And hopefully, you get Bosa back. You you know you get these guys back. What if you don't? Because if you don't, now you have two games where, all right, I don't really know what the Niners are, but I do know that it's a long season and they can continue to improve, continue to get better, continue to get healthy. We hope and move from there. I know before the break we chatted about this the this health issue. And what that even means, we had the 415 chiming in as well, the 510 chiming in, talking about how Tart spoke about the practices and how he feels that the Niners practice a bit harder than other teams. Early on in training camp, when they were having a a lot of these soft tissue injuries, Kyle Shanahan kind of put it on the... The NFL in terms of, you know, we we work out two days and we're off and then we're doing that. That doesn't help either. So everybody is pointing the finger somewhere. All Mm -hmm. I know is this. It has gone long enough to where I think it's to the point where you can say this is not just football. I I don't think and we can't necessarily. I don't have anything to confirm that. All I know is I'm looking at these other teams and I'm looking at the Niners and every other year. And we saw in the text line as well, the Xfinity mobile text line as well, that it, yes, a lot of the times it is the same players Mm -hmm. to be fair, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you can't continue to sit here. Well, once we get healthy, well, once we get healthy, well, once we get healthy, right. When are you going to get healthy? Right. It's ideal. Ideally you would. And they're supposed to have some guys coming back off IR. Ty Davis Price is back. I mentioned Shanahan said maybe Trent Williams next week, maybe Nick Bosa next mm-hmm. week. Like, okay, that's gr- that's cool, but like, let's see it. And can they stay healthy? Are they going to be around in January? Uh, we've got some calls here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get to Junior in Livermore. I want to hear somebody else talk about this. Junior, you're on with Alan and Kyle. What's up, buddy? So yeah, the game was weird. It had ups and downs. The injuries were bad for both teams. But it was more on the Falcons' side for the bad injuries. They had uh, some injuries. One had a hamstring injury. Yeah, it was bad. And we lost Mike McGlinchey mm-hmm. and Samson Ibukam. and that's that's bad enough because we already have we already have like Nick Bosa. We already have a, enough good players that are injured, and we're just adding more. And also. Our, our defense, Atlanta's a good running team. Don't get me wrong. Marcus Mariota, he's a good quarterback. But I feel like we could have had some, like, third and 
we could have had some more stops then. I'd lo- like we could have had more stops. And yeah, and also on the offensive side, Jimmy, um, Jimmy, Jimmy. To be honest, Jimmy's not the best deep throw passer. Sure. But when he did throw some good passes, Raymond McLeod dropped it. Mm-hmm. Charlie Warner dropped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think IU dropped it. It was just yeah. But also, I want to congratulate Brandon Ayuk for the his first two touchdown game in yeah. his whole career. Yeah, it was big Pretty time. Much it. Awesome, Junior. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Great call, Junior. I mean, Ayuk would have been an overtime overachiever today, but we can't give that. We can't give him out when the Niners lose. We can't do it. I just I refuse to do it, Kyle. Refuse to do it. I said on Twitter that Brandon Ayuk because there were some stats that came out that said that that basically used NFL's tracking data. These are stats from ESPN. They use the NFL's tracking data to basically grade and score wide receivers based mm-hmm. on like what they do without without like the process of the throw and the catch. So how open do they get? How much yak do they create? And Brandon Ayuk was like the sixth highest rated receiver by these tracking metrics, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, like, man, he's due for like like a nine for one fifty and two game. If that deep ball that he caught does not get called back for holding, he would have been at nine for one twenty three and two touchdowns. Absurd. Absurd. Like, that's a huge game. It's still can we can we still say it's a coming out party a little bit for Brandon Ayuk? Yeah, I would we've say. been waiting for and and this is this is like this is the game people have wanted from Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners offense. They just couldn't punch it in the end zone because of drops, because of a Jeff Wilson Jr. fumble, because of a couple interceptions, because of some odd play calling late in the game. Right. I don't want to absolve Kyle Shanahan of all of all the blame here. And Shanahan even said nobody was good enough. And I, I kind of agree. OG in Seattle, you're on with Allen and Kyle in overtime. What's up, OG? Hey, what's up, guys? Very frustrating loss. You know, the thing is, it turned the corner the last two games. I thought Kyle had done a very good job fixing the offense, giving Jimmy more protection, you know, having some deception in the passing game and in the running game. But then today he defaulted to everything that the 49ers don't do well. So he put Jimmy in four and five wide receiver sets often. And they gave up on the running game way, way too early. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not happy with Jake Brendel at center. I think he's the weakest link there. Mm. But, uh, you know, this is the thing that we're, we're seeing. Uh, when the 49ers lose, they have a formula for it. And they keep going back to that formula. You know, when they're hitting juice in the flat, when they're using the sideline, the entire field, which they did the last two games, it was a revelation. By the way, Jimmy played outstanding today. I, I won't put all those picks on him. Those were some very tough interceptions. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I think he is turning the corner. But I feel like, uh, you know, too often he's put in situations that, you know, he can't necessarily be successful. We had the drops to today. Yeah. That was really bad. Uh, but uh, I- I'm watching the Chiefs and the Bills play. You know, I just don't see the Niners at that same class, at that same level. There's so, no sense of th- urgency. Yeah, th- th- and thanks for the call, OG. So that's what what he brought up there about the, the Chiefs and Bills and the Niners keeping up with that. I actually think they can. Okay. If Garoppolo plays like he did today, where he was efficient for the most part, you take out, if you, 
include the two drops into what he did. And you can say this mm. for any quarterback ever, but sure. I think it's particularly if we're going to highlight the mistakes that Jimmy makes, I think we have to highlight the mistakes that people make around him. If you tack on two more completions, he's 31 of 41, and you can tack on another I was going to say 100 the yards. You could, you could, you could even add the Ayuk as well. Yeah, that, that didn't, but that play didn't count. So, yeah. you know, it's, but. I mean, yeah, add, I mean, he's missing. He could have gone up near 400 yards today Yeah, with maybe three-plus touchdowns. So, like, that's where – and again, but it just comes back to the margin of error for the 49ers. Yeah. And it's two, three, four plays a game that, mm-hmm. that turn your 31-28 win into a 28-14 loss. And that's the thing, right, when you use the word, well, Jimmy played outstanding. Uh, I, all The word – it's all outstandings are not created equal, sure. right? The quarterback play There's a as, curve. As Jimmy is concerned, you could use that, mm-hmm. right? So that's another piece of this. You got a, a, a pretty darn good Jimmy game, and you you essentially wasted it. You essentially yeah. wasted it. Now, you hope you get another, but I, I don't know what type of Jimmy you're going to get against the Chiefs next week. But if he, but just to, to I, I lost track of my point there. If Garoppolo plays like he did today, mm-hmm. let me know if you agree. If he plays like he did today with the defensive effort they've been getting, like with a healthy defense, sure, it's like the fact that this Garoppolo is still in there is encouraging to me. Was he awesome? No. He was, he was not awesome. Was he very good and they, sh- they should win most games where you get a quarterback performance like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. thousand percent. So that's why I don't want to like, this is not on Garoppolo. Did no, he, not today. Did he no. have? Did he have a mistake? Like, yeah, sure. But so did everyone on the team. Yeah. I, I ever. I, that's not a. That's not where my. When I look at the reasons they lost today, no, Garoppolo's no. not it's not just, even on the list. It's just he not their fought. identity. Good. Yeah. It's just not their identity right. that Jimmy is going to put on the cape and bring you home. That, that this is not. But who he almost the, did today. He almost did. Like, <laughs> that's just not who the Niners are. Yeah. And, and for everybody, I think. I think less about what Jimmy did or didn't do was the fact that, all right, what's the one thing? Oh, Jimmy's not taking deep shots. Well, he took them. He took them today, and they yeah. got and they got dropped, or there was a holding call. I know the one was probably a bit underthrown, so I believe it was Ayuk when it got batted down. Uh, and, that, oh, yeah. and, and then going back to just those backups, like you were saying Herm Edwards said, the DB that made the play on that, that was Terrell Jr.'s backup. Mm-hmm. So, again, give some kudos to the Falcons because he just could have got torched, right? Yeah. I mean, they came in, and, and maybe that goes back to some of those early issues. When you go up 14 nothing, you're in Atlanta, everybody is feeling mm-hmm. good, and the backup, I'm not going to be the one to, to to ruin this. So now I raise my game up. Right. The, the way that the, the Atlanta Falcons continue to raise their game because of the start of the ball game is the same way the Niners did not raise their game. I could almost say lowered yeah. their game as it went on because we just we don't have the sauce today we don't have the juice that's what it felt like it felt like they all knew we didn't have it today we yeah. just don't have it yeah they 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 i never want to say a team didn't try because that's not they're putting their bodies on the line they're all trying mm-hmm. but they felt when it when it got to 28 14 it just kind of felt like all right like what are you gonna do you know like let's let's get home 
Yes. We've been on the East Coast for two weeks. Let's just get out of here. That's the way it looked. That's just the vibe I got. Well, that's pure vibes. Well, that's pure vibes. I have no empirical data. And you know, you know, I always love a, a conspiracy theory because there was one going around towards the end of the game, uh, just as far as. All right, the Niners kind of see the writing on the wall. We already have a ton of injuries. Do we want to put our guys in these situations? Because the play calling was a little confusing. Basically packing it in. Basically saying uncle, yes. Yeah. I don't think that's what they were doing. Mm. I just think Kyle Shanahan's not a great game manager. <laughs> I, think <that's, laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, Jeff is in Rhode Island. Shout out, to, uh, shout out to Jeff listening all the way out on the East Coast. Jeff, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, how's it going? I, this um, my my issue with the, I mean, we all know the injuries, and I mean, like with this training staff, like what they're doing isn't working. So at some point, somebody has to say, we got to switch this up. But today, my issue with the the effort when they went down fourteen nothing and they came back, I was like, hey, you know what? They got some life in them. Maybe they're saying, let's get back home with a win. But the drops, all of these, all of these things. My thing is going to be. I mean, the only saving grace is the NFC is flawed more than I thought it was. And if they can get healthy, I think they can get hot, you know, with a playoff run, maybe something like last year. But, I mean, going into next week, if Mariota torched this defense this week and they're not somewhat healthy next week, who knows what Mahomes is going to pull off. But, I mean, it's it's just a, it's frustrating with they seem to play – to the other team's level. I mean, I was I was looking forward to this thinking, well, you know, they torched the Rams, they torched Carolina, and then I think they were kind of just like, hey, let's get back home and not get too dinged up again. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. If that was their plan, if that was real, like, that's tough. It can't be. I mean, There's I mean, maybe, no subcon- maybe subconsciously. Yeah. I yeah. Can, you could maybe. argue subconsciously. 510 is chiming in as well. Just think if the Falcons had Cordero or Damian Williams. I mean, everybody is missing guys. And that's why it's tough yeah. to have the injury conversation. A different 510. Don't forget, this is a high-speed, full-contact sport where these guys want to play every single down of every single game. It sounds like an excuse to blame the training team for the injuries. So that's what, okay, let me, let me, let me address that. <laughs> let me address that. They're right. That's correct. But it's not the fact that injuries are happening. It's the it's the extraordinary volume that they're happening in again. Yes. In 2020, they were... So Football Outsiders, the football analytics side, does an adjusted games lost metric. So it's just how many, how many games did you lose to mm-hmm. injury? The 49ers in 2020 were 29th in the league. The third most injuries lost, games lost injury in the league. In 2021, they were the most games lost due to injury. And this year, they are at or near the top. They got to be on pace. They're at or near the top again this year, or bottom, depending on which way you want to look. And here's the thing. Here, here, I would take that metric even further because when you look at the other teams, right, Mm -hmm. I would imagine... I would imagine that it's it, it, it's probably differing besides the Niners. The Niners are always there, but the other teams is probably fluctuating. A bad year here, bad year there. Right. If the Niners are always in the top three or bottom three, however you want to say it, that's a problem. So that's we understand issue. it's a it's a contact sport. We understand. Yeah. I mean, it's they're gladiators out there. The problem is the numbers are are looking a certain way specifically for the Niners. If if 
everybody had this many injuries, then fine. What then we're we were not having this conversation. Right. But this isn't bad luck, right? It doesn't exactly. seem to be. You can't be bad luck for this long. And that's more or less when the 49ers went into 2020. Mm-hmm. They basically said, "Eh, we're due to have a healthy year," and they right. did, they didn't. And then again in 2021, and now again this year. So that's the thing. It's the volume over a four season sample size. Right. This isn't man. Tough injury luck this year. What's going on? It's, oh, tough injury, quote unquote, luck for four consecutive years. I don't know if it's the training staff. I don't know if it's Kyle Shanahan. I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I don't know if it's the players and the way they scout and what their medical team sees when they're scout. I couldn't tell you, bro, but there's something. There's something. Because this is a pattern now, a pattern that not every team faces. That's the reason it's coming up. Yeah. Lori yeah. in Phoenix. Lori, for my money, has the best 49ers takes of any caller in the station. Lori, let it rip. Hey, guys. Um, this was a rough... I mean, I kind of had a... Didn't, I don't want to say I had a bad feeling going into this game. I mean, obviously, all these kind of games being trap games, the games that, that you're supposed to win, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. But, I mean, yeah, the injury thing is just becoming, for me, just more and more concerning. It's like every week you're losing guys in key positions you didn't have anybody on the starting defensive line today overcoming that is you know next man up you can only go so far um they still should have won this game today and i still say penalties and uh mistakes you cannot make mistakes if jimmy puts the ball in a place that this guy these guys can get it gotta get it like if you're a veteran um maybe you can say okay well don't give it to mcleod or don't give it to warner or whatever but you know these you can't just give it to the veterans either so they got to figure that part out i am i mean that for me was the positive end of it today was how good jimmy looked considering that they shut down the run game Mm -hmm. um that's a pot that's positive and that's something that they can hopefully go forward with but um, the injury part, I mean, I, I think we'll get Williams back. I, I can't imagine Elijah Mitchell's coming back pretty soon. You're going to get Bosa back. Um, if these guys can get – they're not going to lay down and die at right. this point. They're, they got a lot left in them. So I think this year is going to go more like last season did. We'll probably get to sneak into the playoffs again. We're, you know, again, this is a roller coaster ride, and we're just kind of in, you know, not even mid, mid-season here. But a lot of things to take away that are some positive things today. But, yeah, I really would like to see Shanahan do better in the fourth quarter. I still don't know what's going on there. Um, because, again, once you get behind, they're just, they're just not doing enough to get. If they can stay even and they don't go down, they're okay. But as soon as they go down by too much, it seems like they fall apart. And that's yeah. something that they're going to have to figure out a way to do better. Perfect. Thanks, Lori. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. with her on on the injuries. Like eventually they're going to get healthier, but can they avoid falling to can they avoid losing their next 3 where they're now 3 and 6. Right. Because they have the Chiefs, they go to the Rams by week and then the Chargers. And then also down the stretch it's the Bucks, they have the Dolphins, I think they have the Saints who may or may not be good. Like they they have they have some very tough games down the stretch, so it's like, man, can you avoid cuz last year over the final Six weeks, they were playing like must-win games, and they leveled up. Yeah, they leveled and they up. did. So, can this year? Can you hold serve? Can you? Bonte Hill's been saying four and four at the buy. Can you just get to four and four at the buy? My mindset was five and three. It needs to be five and three. But after watching today and watching more injuries occur today, and just kind of looking at the landscape, it's like all right, four and four. Can you split against Kansas City and the Rams? And then coming out of the bye, can you beat a beat-up Chargers team? And now all of a sudden you're cooking again. I don't feel differently 
about the 49ers now. In fact, based on what they looked like on offense today, for the most part, I feel a little better about them overall. Open it up a little bit, yeah. If they get to if they get to the playoffs relatively healthy, and by that I mean Bose is in, Trent Williams is in, you got Elijah Mitchell. If they get if they get to the playoffs relatively healthy, like with those guys, I feel very good about them based on how their offense has looked the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Yeah. But if they're beat up, you got to get healthy, man. You, look, look, get all the ice baths that you can find in San Francisco and Santa Clara and get them out there. Get all the icy hot, the Tiger Bomb, get everything you need. This is what I'm thinking, Kyle, because we're talking about the Rams and, and, and the Chiefs coming up, how you have to be able to split these games. I'm not worried about the Rams because in the regular season, the, the Niners, they own the Rams. They just do. Sure. I, I think they need to get in a sports psychologist, right? Something oh. like that, right? Where you can close your eyes and just imagine every team you're playing is the Rams. <laughs> because the effort that they bring up when they play the Rams is something we don't see sure. against all these other teams. Hypnosis. Just pretend it's all the Rams. Okay. You know? Yeah, let's get on that. Might as well. They got just, yeah, just like a hypnotist and a sports psychologist. Yeah. and That's not Patrick Mahomes. That's Matthew Stafford. That is Matthew Stafford. And they're like, but he just threw a sidearm pass 50 Matthew yards. Matthew Stafford. No luck. You know, McGlinchey, yeah. that is Aaron Donald. That is Aaron hey. Donald. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Maybe not. Thanks. Um, all right. Gary, Kevin, Bernard, I see you. We'll get to you on the other side, 888-957-9570. If you want to join the conversation, we're picking up the pieces after a 28-14 49ers loss to the Falcons. You feel better about the Niners after today? Do you feel worse? Where are we at with with the 49ers? It's all these injury issues. They're 3-3. Three and three. No matter what happens, they'll still be tied for first in the NFC West after today. How are we feeling, Niner fans? I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Alan Styles. We're on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.